Welcome, everybody, to episode 110. That just sounds weird. 110 of the Whiskey and Watches podcast. Uh, anybody who listened to the Spirit of Time podcast earlier this week um, might know what our, our topic is going to be today, but we'll get into that here in a little bit. Um, but first, as always, we got to start with uh, some pleasantries. Buzzman, what's in the glass? What's on the Oops. wrist? All right. Uh, I wanted to step it up tonight in the glass. So no phoning it in, no uh, caffeine-free tea, none of that nonsense. Uh, I made a Rob Roy tonight. Used Chavis Regal and, of course, Method Vermouth, the little bit that I have left. Got to get some more of that. A couple dashes of, of orange Ango. And uh, two Luxardo cherries, which is probably about $6 with the price that Luxardo cherries are currently. But, yeah, it's a, it's a delightful drink. Uh, on my wrist is my Tudor Black Bay 58. I still haven't ordered the Forstner Jubilee, even with the very strong encouragement uh, from our good friend Mike Stockton. Uh, not that it hasn't crossed, your mind? crossed my yeah. mind or even been in my cart, yeah. Uh, now, now that it's uh, summer, I am jonesing for a little bit better adjustability, and ju- you can just perfectly dial it in with those shorter links and the bajillion uh, uh, micro adjust holes on on that. But uh, yeah, so that, that that's what I've got. Let's see Ryan's wrist check. Hey boys, uh, I am wearing my Rolex Explorer uh, 114270, 36 millimeters. Impressive, very nice. Phenomenal watch. And in my glass, sorry. So, to celebrate having surpassed Bryant, bearded Southern gentleman, <laughs> for the number of the number of <laughs> guest spots on the show, I poured myself two drinks. So, first, I went with a Parker's Heritage Collection. Uh, the barrel finish that was done in the orange Caracal bottles a couple of years ago. Mm. Uh, it's like a spicy old-fashioned is the best way I know how to describe it. It's phenomenal. I grabbed this bottle by luck at the um, Heaven Hill Distillery. I was uh, driving back from Texas. Uh, it was Mother's Day, and it was raining. And I don't know if you know anything about going to Heaven Hill, but usually there's a lot people line up the night before when they're doing their drops. I got there an hour after they opened, and I walk inside, and behind the counter, they had that, and they had old Fitzgerald's 16-year. And I was like, I, I was shocked. I was like, is that for sale? And they're like, yeah, and you can buy one of each. So I bought one of each. Uh, so, I mean, I think the lesson to learn here is go on Mother's Day. <laughs> your mom will be fine. Mm-hmm. Screw it. You know what I mean? Like, just whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like, they, there are more important things. Uh, so just if you want to hit the hot bottles, go to Heaven Hill on Mother's Day. That's the one day that bourbon addicts don't go line up to buy bourbon. And that's that's real real time advice because that's coming up here in a couple of weeks, guys. Yeah, there you go, guys. That's, right. that's when you want to shoot down there. Okay, so my other drink, I have two drinks. So the other one I did. Uh, are you familiar with a bourbon bog? Mm-mm. Okay, so it's sort of a take on a bourbon bog. It's really cranberry juice and <laughs> bourbon. So it's a little bit of cranberry juice with mixers. And then I did some aromatic bitters, and I did some barrel-aged bitters. Uh, really, probably would want to do this with orange bitters. I don't have orange bitters, so I went with these. But it's called a bourbon bog. This is like a poor man's version of it. 
Uh, Buzzy, I know you really like mixed drinks, cocktails. You should check out bourbon, bourbon bogs. It might be something yes, that, be interested in. That does sound that sounds very solid. Um, so I'll be. Oh, sorry. Go it's ahead. it's funny how many kind of off slightly off the beaten path drinks. Um, how great they are, right? Yeah. The like. Uh, I don't know how many times it's probably why that bottle of uh, method is almost gone. How many times at night I've just had some method with a little bit of club soda. That's fantastic. On it, right? It really is. <laughs> so uh, the first time I ever had whiskey with cranberry juice was at uh, the Jameson Distillery in Dublin. They're like, at the end of the Jameson Distillery tour, they like they show you like different ver- like whiskey cocktails from around the world, and I think it was Japan. Like the one they showed from Japan was like, oh, it's cranberry juice and Jameson, and so I ordered it, and I was like, oh, it's pretty good. So, uh, yeah, it was nice. Yeah. So. Well, so for those of you who hadn't figured it out already, it's, it's, uh, Ryan is subbing in for our boy Spangler, who could not make it tonight. Um, Busy packing, packing for a trip. So uh, we will, we will go with that. Um, so Ryan was Ryan was kind enough to sub in on eighteen minutes notice. <laughs> Just well, I was uh, anything to be able to say that I've been on the show more than Bryant. I think it's really important that we stress <laughs> that tonight that I have been on the show more times. I mean, than- realistically, you don't have much longer to go to be on the show more than Spangler. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah, fair point. Fair point. He, uh, yeah, he doesn't seem to make it around very much anymore. You always know if he's going to be there or not because uh, if he's there, there's this intro. Is true. When well, you listen so, to the recording, if there's no intro music, like Spangler well, didn't show up. If there's me. intro music but no voiceover intro music, Spangler didn't show up because yeah. my editing skills are significantly less than his. But depending on what time yeah. we wrap tonight, since this is going to go up here in probably two and a half hours, since I like to drop him at midnight for our European friends. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that they can listen to it on their commute. Um, yeah. So, so how many of the 12 listeners are in Europe? Uh, I want to say three. I want to say three. Three. Okay, so 25% yeah, of your listeners. Yeah, it's a pretty high number when you think about it. Is, um, so there's three. I know there's one in Sweden. Uh, Mike is obviously in Germany. He listens as well as is a part-time, almost co-host at this point. <laughs> and um, there's one more... Oh, I can't remember. I can't remember the uh, the third country, but there's there's definitely one in each of three countries. So we're doing all right. <laughs> all right, nice. Well, yeah, global at times, Mister Worldwide, yeah, global yeah. reach. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, Spence. Did you you didn't say what no? You were so wearing, um, what you were drinking. unlike Fuzzy and being fancy and highbrow and everything, I am phoning it in to a degree. I mixed what is known, what I've been informed is called a high school friends. Which is the awesome 50 West hard lemonade uh, that is from the, the brewery just down the street from my house with some Buffalo Trace over some ice. Um, bourbon and hard lemonade, uh, kind of like an alcoholic Arnold Palmer, but also not like that because bourbon and iced tea do not have the same flavor profile. But they do share a similar color. So depending on how strong you mix it, it <laughs> looks roughly the same. But I actually quite like it. Uh, I first had this, um, oddly, I had it in a slushy format with Old Forester at, uh, what's the bar that we, the bar where we always have Red Bar Cincy meetups. Um, 
Rachel and I went to dinner. Um, oddly enough, uh, Nick and Mike and and JP were there uh, at the next table uh, before the, the meetup. Rachel drove home. We had a Red Bar meetup. It was a great old time, uh, but that was where I tried it in slushy format. So if you want to gr- bust out the old uh, Nutribullet and make it into a slushy, it's also quite excellent that way. But uh, yeah. That that does sound like a good good way to go because that uh, fifty West hard lemonade it is good, but I find it almost like cloyingly sweet. It is quite so sweet, but to add yeah. a, add a little booze to to mellow it out. I mean, that's really that's the responsible well, thing to do when you have uh, flavors that are too extreme as that. Well, the interesting thing about it is it says it's much beer sugar. with natural flavor, alcohol. so it makes me wonder if the way they make it is more like a beer than like a, a true hard lemonade. But it's I find it really oh, good. yeah, especially like you said, add a little bit of a little bit of bourbon to it, it really kind of opens it up. Um, and then, yes, I see Ryan pointing, saying, hey, what are you wearing? Um, I'm wearing my Omega Speedmaster Professional, the Hesselite version um, that I got. I, I, I joked, because I wore it last week, too, because we're recording on a Tuesday, uh, as you know, as one does. Um, and I just, I can't, I can't seem to take it off the bracelet, which is fine, because it's a phenomenal bracelet, but like, Everyone like I love the way a Speedmaster looks on any number of straps, especially nylon, like a, a good NATO or a or a like the, the the vintage military elastic straps. Like all, I love the way it looks on it, and then I put mine on it, and I'm like, oh, this is nice. And then I'm like, just like after two hours, I was like, but I really like the bracelet. <laughs> so the 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 uh, the crown and buckle chevron strap is really good. Um, I had the black bay on that for quite a while before I went back to the bracelet because at my heart, I am also a bracelet mm-hmm. man. Um, but w- with the single pass with it being a, uh, a Zulu, if you're going to be pedantic um, and then the adjustable length, it, it really gets rid of both of the pains in the rear uh, of a, a typical uh, a NATO strap. So the only uh, downside is they're like 35 bucks and they have a lot of fun patterns yeah. so it's could be pretty easy to spend some serious bucks there so buzzy i just wanted to tell you if you like bracelets i actually have the forester jubilee for my 41 millimeter black bay i don't have it for the 58 but i have it for the 41 uh i can't recommend it highly enough like i've been really happy with it awesome yeah i um i need to just do it why why, why am i why am I screwing around, you guys? Do. And I mean, I I, th- yeah, I think the reason too is like I I, I feel like the bracelet on the the Speedies almost Jubilee esque. It's like a, a hybrid. Bet- the new one is like a like almost like a hybrid between a Jubilee and a President. And the thing that I've noticed is it, it doesn't really doesn't really pull wrist hair. Which, if that's a problem for you, you could use our promo code Buzzcut for twenty percent off at Manscaped. Um, yeah, yeah. Hey, there's free shipping with that. Yes, there too. is. <laughs> Don't forget about that. Don't you sleep on that. The uh, the lawnmower 4.0, while designed for uh, trimming various types of body hair, would also uh, really do a number on any wrist hair that is that is uh, clogging up your Instagram feed, as it were. <laughs> and with with the two different height uh, attachments for it, right? You you can get that perfect fade, so it's not like you know you you've got. Uh, just a, a wall of hair and then they start climb mm-hmm. and you know a, a bear well, rest. Well I think the interesting thing there too you wanna... and I just noticed this the other day um, when I when I was, was messing with the, the they call them combs but yes the guards uh, in the shower because it is you know waterproof you can use it either in the shower or not in the shower um, 
That's why yep, I've heard. That's yeah, uh, and the thing that I've noticed is that not only do they click on nicely, but you can each one has a slight adjustment. So there's there's grooves on it, almost like yes. a bezel that you could say, "Hey, I really want this to be a little bit longer." You can adjust it. Even there's more than just two adjustments. Let me put it that. It's way. a micro. Adjust. It's like a micro adjust exactly, it's a micro just like adjust. all of our favorite clasps. <laughs> that's right. So, um, re- re- real talk here though. Uh, I tend to have some ear hair, and uh, it doesn't bother me because I never see it. But you know, kind of, uh, it, that's such an old guy thing to have just freaking spouts of hair coming out of your ear, right? And it, it obviously pisses my wife off a, a bit. Uh, now, before that, uh, this problem would get solved, but with with my wife using small scissors right next that's to my dangerous. eardrum, and you know, I. I, I I trust her, but you know, there's there's definitely kind of like an aspect of your life flashing before your eyes when when someone's uh, doing that. So I used the uh, weed whacker a couple of days ago to just zip, zip, zip a couple of them off, uh, quick, easy, no pulling or tugging. Um, really, uh, it wasn't even all that loud. I just what a pleasant experience much much less stressful than somebody else using scissors to to get your ear hair the so the thing about that is, is it's um, designed for that or for obviously the nose hair area which i always feel like the attachments on other razors that i've had the nose like that that you know the whirly bird trimmer that you use for such things is never at the right angle it's just not as ergonomically this nope. this the, the the weed whacker nice and small fits in the hand easily you know gets up there Easily, like you said, doesn't doesn't really tickle that much. I mean, any any time you're trying to trim nose hair, you're going to have a little bit of a tickle. Let's be real; like there's there's no way around that. For sure. Um, but yeah, just you know, just blow your nose when you're done. How are we not talking about the crop preserver? Yes, crop preserver. I dope. love the crop preserver. It is so. It is uh, now starting to be sweaty season, yes. uh, if you will, with. Uh, with, with the summertime temperatures coming. And I, I have found that uh, the crop preserver is pretty, pretty handy for, for such for such time. Don't I would agree. And then, you know, your midday, late afternoon kind of pick me up, the, the um, crop revitalizer. Also, uh, just, just, you know, just something good to have because you don't necessarily at the end, like the middle of the day, want it, like that, the, the crop preserver is something that goes on after the shower. Like you just you want to make sure that you're like right. that's the time when that goes on. You don't want to necessarily be relathering midday. Let's be honest. So you know just just a little spritz here and there. Like that's 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 the way to do it. <laughs> there's a reason there's two different products, and all of these come what, in in what Buzzy the performance package. Performance package. Yes. So the four Yep. Yeah. Well. That in that performance package, they give you a uh, they give you a travel bag and a pair of boxers and, and a t-shirt. Yes. Is yeah. that right? Well, we and a t-shirt. I, is is the t-shirt for everyone or just us? I don't know. It, it's a really nice t-shirt. I I am not going to wear it in public, obviously, but it is, which is a shame because it's like super nice yes. fabric. Um, <laughs> but I haven't seen the t-shirt, so I'm not sure what you're alluding to, Buzzy. But I'm sure it's uh, something that. It's fairly direct. Yes. <laughs> okay. As to the intended purpose. <laughs> okay. Of of these products. I mean, the boxers. The are boxers great. are nice. The the funny thing that I'm still shocked by is, I mean, I don't know, I don't know about about Spangler's situation, but like, I tend to keep mine when I'm not using it, the, the lawnmower, in the wireless charger, which means I've never had any issue with battery life. But apparently, 
Spangler has found a way to use all 90 minutes. Um, so, I mean, good on him. I, I, he's just, he just must be really, really going to town. <laughs> Maybe he's just a super hairy guy. I don't know. I mean, if you saw his Halloween costume last year, you, uh, just, we'll just leave it at that. Okay. Right. He's not here to defend himself. The, uh, we'll go from there, but absolutely. Yes, but, but what we will say is, uh, for a limited time remaining, potentially, we're not sure. Promo code BuzzCut for 20% off and free shipping. Know we That's right, manscaped.com. Yes. Anyway, that might be our last ad read for a while. We'll find out next week. <laughs> <laughs> so use that promo yes, code, you've got everyone. One day. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Get it in while you can. So that's right. Anyway, um, that was fun. The uh, that was a good, good read. <laughs> good read. Good. Yeah. Hey, good, good job uh, slipping that crop prison. Yeah. <laughs> that's incredible. It really is. Um, regardless of the way this works, I will definitely be ordering more of that when I run out. <laughs> yeah, without um, it's yes. good stuff. So. Ryan looks like he wants to say something. So do. No, I got nothing. I, really? It's a family really? show. I'm gonna, I, I, well, let me rephrase. I have something, but it's a family show. So. Discretion is the if, greater part it, of valor. Yeah, yes. If you ever start a Patreon, we'd have to put it behind the paywall. It's, uh, we'd be checking yeah, that my, uh, box all the time. We had to. I think I yeah, might have actually forgotten to the other week when Spangler dropped a, a bomb. So. So I I think the furthest I've ever taken it on the show, and that's probably the furthest I'd ever go, is when on my first visit I mentioned that Oris Bear was packing a wrench. Yeah, you did. Yeah, very late in the hour. Packing, and 30, yeah, packing a wrench. And, but other people have mentioned yeah, yeah, yeah. that as well. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. So I mean, he's you know, he's not your average. He's good on you, Oris. He's not your average bear. Let me put it that way. He's average bear. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So um, the topic du jour, or of the evening, or that we coordinated with a couple other podcasts on, and and or maybe have seen elsewhere, um, it's 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 a po- it's a popular trope. And actually, I was actually yes. was reading an article on Fratello Watches today with Rob Nudz's take on the uh, on well their version of it because it's in euros, not dollars, so they get a couple extra uh, a little bit of extra room as they do the three watches for 10,000 euros, not dollars. I guess if you really wanted to go for it, you do it in 10,000 pounds, uh, sterling, but, um, we're doing a three watch collection, $10,000, um, which, you know, it seems like an interesting way to go about it because it's, it'd be weird. I, I, like Matt, Matt and Greg were talking about, it's like, if I ever came into $10,000, I wouldn't think, Hmm, what three watches can I buy with this? Like it's, it's a unique, it's a unique proposition. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I thought that was a very, very good insight that, well, especially, I mean, we were all collectors, so we're starting right from, from a base. We already have multiple watches. So you, you definitely would just shoot for the moon what piece what one piece am i gonna buy uh for for 10 grand or even what am i gonna sell that i don't really like anymore and really you know go all out um but anyway so i think this is gonna be a fun topic and i I, i'm always curious to see like the different takes on how you approach this because it's it is at the end of the day a both style 
functionality and math problem. Um, and the, the one that I was reading about today, you know, Rob, Rob, not to spoil the article, if you want to go read it, ended up picking three time-only 36-millimeter watches um, for his 10K collection. So, like, that that was like, you know something? That's awesome. But, uh, you know, to each their own. And I think that's what makes this, this hobby a lot of fun is hopefully we'll get three different takes on this. Although I have a sneaking suspicion that Matt McDee and I may have a little bit of similarities in ours. But uh, that just means that... Uh, we feel strongly about these watches, but uh, Ryan, as our guest, why don't you lead it off with your first watch in your 10K collection? Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna blow most most of my budget straight away. Uh, Grand Seiko SBGA 415. Oh, okay. I gotta look this one up. Uh, I sent this one to you, Spence. I sent this one to you. Oh, you did. It's uh, I yeah a few weeks ago. I was like, man, I really like this. So it's the winter season, I think. It's the the deep snow of winter. Uh, that dial, like it's got spring drive. It's got the. Uh, I, I I don't know what else to say. That thing is just it's just. Beautiful. It's the gray dial in titanium that came out with the original seasons collection, right? Oh yeah, I love that that yeah, and that blue second hand mm-hmm. on there, like really against the contrast of the dial. That thing just looks so so good. Like I really like that, and it looks. Some photos it looks gray. Other photos it looks like uh, like almost a silver color. I don't. Uh, but it's it really. Uh, so that's my really first plays one. With the light, as they say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I mean, the I I don't know that, especially at the price. I don't know that you can find better dials than what Grant no. puts out. It's uh, you hard pressed to find. Well, and the interesting thing. To me, well, yeah, that's. Their core competency, it's that in the the case finishing. The the, yeah, the Zeratsu polishing. I will say, sadly, I do not have a Grand Seiko in my three-watch collection, although it was considered. Let me put it that way. It was considered. I really really like a lot of what they do. Um, And I, I think the interesting thing about Grand Seiko is I, having one in the collection, I feel like, I feel like you can always find, well, you have to find the one that speaks to you. And I, I mean, I'm sure for a lot of people, there's more. I mean, there's more that I would love to add. But the one that I have, I really like. And like you said, they, you just have to find the dial that clicks with you. And it just like, they're they're absolutely gorgeous. So that's a that's an excellent first so, pick. So, <laughs> yes. So what what's that uh, coming that? Uh, yeah, so full retail is 66. Um I think I'm still going to be able to come under 10 going new on that, so we'll call okay. it new. Uh, secondhand pricing is in the high fives, I think, but we'll just call it 6600 That's full okay. return. And realistically speaking, I feel uh, like a Grand Seiko, a showpiece one like that, you know, a Suratsu, you, you probably want it new. Mm-hmm. You probably don't want yeah. someone else's dings and scratches yeah. on it. Yeah, that, that's a fair point. That Buzzman, why don't you go ahead and, uh, and and bat in the second spot? Okay. Um, so I had kind of set up my, my, my three-watch lineup fairly long time ago. I, I thought about this, unlike most episodes, thought about it well in advance. And today I, I had just such... Um, I wanted to get off of the plan. I, I wanted to do something completely wild, something completely different, and um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay the course. I'm not gonna be super crazy here. I wear dive watches 
the vast majority of the time, I feel like that is like the bedrock of of a uh, a working collection. So I'm gonna put uh, a uh, a Black Bay 58. Surprise, surprise. Uh, on bracelet used. Uh, I'm not I'm not going to put this in at the like uh, Spangler AD uh, level pricing, but it seems like you you can get a reasonably used one for like. 33 3400 bucks I, I looked on watch recon recently just to to double check that um not that full retails that much more but i wanted to have a little bit of room for my next picks sure. um it's the perfect size for a wide variety of wrists it is it is almost, I, I've described this previously, that it's almost anticlimactic when you get it because it's just so, it's just so perfectly what you would expect that for some reason, um, it's like it's always been there because you've always had this idea of like what 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 a dive watch, kind of no fuss, no must dive watch could be. Um, so yeah, I this dominates my wrist wear um yeah it sees so much wrist time uh for me and i i think it's a very fine um cornerstone to a collection uh you know it heck you could even get an extra like uh forstner jubilee bracelet or a uh crown and buckle chevron strap if i've got any money left over mm. those are fine options to wear too so let me let me let me guess, Spence. Not surprised at all. No, not at all. I was going to say, like, I, I'm assuming yeah. that in your collection it's gilt. If this were Ryan's collection, it would be blue. But I feel like the 58 in either color, and who knows, maybe there will be more colors in the future. Like that case profile, that's like you, you really can't go wrong with it. There's, it's, it's an insanely popular watch for a reason. Uh, but it does seem to at least, you know, for a good reason, it's 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 a little bit more available than it at least was originally, which I think is a fantastic thing because it's right. a great watch. Great watch. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Yeah, I, I should wear mine more. I, I'm actually looking at it right now. I'm like, why don't I wear you more often? I should. Uh, I'm definitely. We'll have on. to talk about this at some point. But I'm curious as to how that 41 and, and 58 live in the same collection. We'll talk about that later. But how they exist. Um, how do they coexist? So yeah, they. Uh, well, they sit right next to each other in the watch box, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the. Uh, the 41 has a bit of sentimental value to it, so I, I probably don't... I'm, I'm actually looking at that one right now, too. It's, uh, but, yeah, I mean, I could probably get rid of one of them if I really... if I And if I had to, it's probably the 41. I, I don't know why I'm... Uh, like, the... Uh, yeah, I, I don't really know. Like, the speculator in me is thinking, oh, it's the Etta version that they didn't do for yeah, very that's long. That's a good one, too. Like, I don't know. I, the, I, I, yeah. like, I didn't mean to, like, call into question why you have them both. I'm just like, I, I, no, I, no, I, no, I want to no, know, like, do they both get wrist time? Because they're both great watches, and I'm just – and they're different colors, too. So, like, I, I get it. Yeah. Well, yeah, they, they both do get wrist time. I force myself. Sometimes if I'm reaching for – one of my black bays. I'm like, which one did I wear? Oh, I do that all the time. Uh, I'm yeah. gonna go with the other one. Yeah. So, uh, and and the other thing is, I didn't get the Jubilee. I didn't get the Forster Jubilee 
for the 58. I have it for the 41. So if I feel like wearing the Jubilee bracelet, I'm like, oh, that, I want to do, I want to yep. do the Jubilee, so I'll go with That's the 41. Smart. If I want an oyster bracelet, I can go That's with the smart. 58. So, yeah, if I because yeah, if I ordered that bracelet for both of them, which I was tempted yeah. to do, uh, I. Uh, you know, there wouldn't be much. Well, see, one of the things that I do, one of the I things that I do you, that you can't do with those watches, is I check to see which date yeah. was for, like whatever the date stopped at furthest away. Like, I, like, oh man, how long has it been since? I, what, oh, but yeah. I wore this one even longer ago. I gotta grab that one now. So you can't do that with those two. <laughs> yeah. The um, so funny enough, the the forty one. I don't care. I don't really care for it on the OEM oh. bracelet. I, uh, I I like it on like the black like NATO type strap that Tudor sold it with. I, I wear it on that, but I do like it a lot on this Forrester Jubilee. Uh, I think it uh, I, I think it looks really nice. Good. I like it a lot. The the, the forty one Etta is just oh, it's so good. It, yeah. It's so good. I don't think people would be as hot on on the fifty eight if they still had the 41 still had the same case profile case height as yep. those originals it's purely the 41's going to the in-house movement and becoming chonk boys that like that's the only reason well i mean the 58 is really good in and of itself but i, I think the main reason is the 58's like oh my goodness it's thin mm-hmm. right all right well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna zag a little bit here and say that you know that there were no rules on this that we had to own the watches that are in the collection. But all three of mine, I do actually happen to own a version of. So we will we will yeah that that's a little bit of a I'm gonna bury the lead here. So you can all speculate. You all know roughly what I have in my collection. You can guess what what I might uh, choose. Um, it's time to speculate. So I'm going to go with the first one, and I'm, I'm like Ryan. I'm going to I'm going to blow a big chunk of the budget here, um, and it's going to be on the watch that I'm currently wearing. I'm going to spend sixty three hundred or sixty three fifty or whatever it is. I, I, I've done the math. I'm good, even at full retail on all three of the watches. On the Hesselite version of the new Omega Speedmaster Professional Caliber three eight six one. Um, and the reason I think, like, it, it was a watch that I, in a weird way, avoided for a very long time. But once you own a Speedy, and especially on this new bracelet, like, it just, it, to me, it clicks. I'm a space nerd. Like, I, I grew up, you know, reading as much as I could about the Apollo program, loved the movie Apollo 13. Just all the things that go with the Speedmaster lore really just speak to me. And it kind of, it kind of blows my mind that it took me until just under a year ago to, to finally pick one of these up. But honestly, it's the new bracelet and everything like that. The new movement, just the step dial. I don't really care where the dot is, but just everything about this watch and it being the one that's flight qualified, it just, it really, it really works. And the other thing too, some watches are classics for a reason. And this watch, nobody will argue with you. It's, it's an iconic, it's a classic watch. But it's also one that you can get. I mean, you may have to wait a month until they restock, but you can go into an Omega dealer and say, hey, I want a Speedy. And they say, they'll ask you which one. And they'll be like, oh, we just sold it. Let me take your number. We'll get another one in a few weeks. I'll give you a call. Like, that's that's just how it's going to work. And we should celebrate that. <laughs> it It is even more available. This is accurate. <laughs> so, funny enough, I heard something... I, I don't know how accurate this is. Apparently, the swatch stores are getting inventory like two days a week. 
like they're getting in. They're I, I don't know. They're not getting a ton, but they're getting watches twice a week. Uh, so, but uh, that said, uh, I had a Speedy. I traded it for the Rolex Explorer a few years ago, which I feel like I've you did. I made out okay in that deal. <laughs> but yes, uh, you did. Yeah. So. Uh, the uh, but I do miss it. I local watch meetup I go to, and there's a there's a guy there that uh, he's got the new mm-hmm. sapphire sandwich. That thing is nice. Like I, <laughs> I look at that, and he's got tiny wrists, so I can't even get it over my hand. And <laughs> I'm like I, uh, but like I do like looking at it. Uh, I, I've I, you know I I keep looking at them online. I'm sure at some point I'll break uh, in a moment of weakness and buy another one. Uh, They're really but, good. Yeah, they're great. I mean, I just it's it's one of those that, that I finally put on. I was like, the way they like, like I said, I think to me, I have a smaller wrist. It, not smaller, but like I have about an average wrist at seven inches, and just the end link on the old one versus the new one, and the way this bracelet drapes over the wrist, like it's it's a massive improvement, and it just it wears so well. Like I just I'm, it's one of the watches that I could say I could wear every day. And, you know, it, it, the thought has crossed my mind. I will say it was kind of a toss-up between this and another chronograph that I own as being kind of the, the one classic staple. But unfortunately, with the other picks, the El Primero, even in the used market, just wasn't going to quite fit the bill. Just a little too expensive. Just oh, a exactly. little too expensive. That's another really... I wanted to mention it because it's a phenomenal watch, but even on a strap in the secondary market, it didn't quite work. Well, I mean, you realize that you could have had your second watch if you went with the, the El Primero. Your second one could have been my Timex Q still available for $100. <laughs> but the Nighthawk is gone. <laughs> Nighthawk is... It, uh, I, um, yes. Yeah. We, so are we allowed to plug watch sales have in the past Because I'm man. thinking I'm going to be selling some Go for stuff, it. So. Yeah. yeah, go for have it. Have I? Yeah. So I'm thinking about selling my, my Grand Seiko uh uh, SBGR073 oh, yeah. it's the yeah, boutique only blue dial mm-hmm. the old style Seiko logo Grand where Seiko. it's like it, it's not the yeah. yeah it's Seiko Grand Seiko uh, if you're interested hit me up at Ryan Wears Watches we can talk price uh, full box and papers worn sparingly beautiful anyway. watch yeah just throwing that out there so what is the uh, what is the next watch in uh, in your collection Ryan all right, so we just touched on it. So in order to maintain budget, because of the last watch I'm going to pick, I would get a Moon Swatch. Ooh. 260 bucks, a lot of fun. Quartz, beater, like, wear, like which one? easy to wear. And then I could participate which in one? Speedy Tuesday again. Yes, which one? Which would be really exciting. Yeah, uh, I would get one. the Jupiter. That's a good one. I like that, like, I like that sand color, that yeah. sand color. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The only thing, yeah, I... I that was up toward the top of the list for a while for me. The only thing that uh, puts me off is the six o'clock register has a different colored hand. Okay, I didn't notice that, but now Sorry. I'm able to unsee it. Sorry, you're ruining Ryan. that for me, Buzz. You're I a really nice guy. Why did I do that to you? Okay. What have I done? What have I done? The horror. The horror. Anyway, no, that's actually a really fun pick. Ah. Uh, Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it covers so many bases. You got, it, it gets you back mm-hmm. on Speedy Tuesday. It's inexpensive. It's quartz, so it's grab and go. Yes. Yeah. And it's got, you know, it's got some street cred. It's got a, it's got a cool backstory. Yeah. Uh, 
oh, Botch yeah, fam yeah. loves it. So uh, yeah, that, that would that would be my uh, that would be my second pick. So one. That's a very strong second pick. I will I will be willing to suspend disbelief uh, as far as the actually getting one at retail, actually buying. I'm I'm willing to suspend disbelief here. Um, so, is Spangler still in Dallas? He's either in Dallas or he's back in Louisiana and he's going to Houston soon. He's working like he's doing some clinical rotations, so I don't okay. know exactly. Nobody knows where he is at any so, given time. Oh, yeah. Let's be real. So Dallas and Houston both have Swatch stores, and I think that we should send him on a bit of a mission to go down there and well, see what he can find. Uh, on location, on location part, part two, yeah. So, so yes. obviously there wasn't anything in Dallas when he was there for two weeks. So we'll see what happens next. And he said that the Swatch boutique employees were about as smug as Rolex ADs have gotten, which it's impressive that they got that smug in a week and a half where it's taken Rolex ADs like five years yeah. to get to this point. <laughs> Good point. Okay. Anyway. The, the, the one thing I, I, that I, like, I, I love the moon swatches and I, I feel that um, you really need to go for ones with fun colorways. Oh, way to drag like, our previous yeah, there, guest. There's so much value to that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh no, I I know. Yeah, Mike had good reasons for liking the original mission to the moon type colorway. But to me, no. It's it's inexpensive enough that you can do that and He did say he got the Neptune as well. Yeah, right? or he's ordered way, the Neptune. It, yeah. It's way too close. That thing is way too close to like the moon watch. It it just is. It's like that's that's the only one I would the only ones I would choose behind that one are the sun and the, the uh, what's the pink one? The uh, Venus. the Venus one. Yeah. So uh, those are the only two that I would choose behind that that one. It, it, it's just it like the other ones seem to be their own thing. Like they took. I mean, they obviously took like the DNA of the Speedmaster, but with the case colors and everything, I feel like they kind of made them their own thing. That the Moon one just strikes me as being a. A, a inexpensive consolation the, prize. The, the the one that I think, if you're gonna go that route, to me, I like the Mercury one because it has that gray and it's, it's like it's Mercury. it's close. Yeah, but Mercury. It's, it's the gray. I'm still yeah. waiting to see if Mike's yeah, gonna put his exactly. moonshine yeah. gold bracelet on it to see what that looks. I'm curious because I've seen people put this bracelet on it. I was like, okay, come on, let's put some gold on it. Let's see, let's put some gold on that plastic watch. <laughs> I want to see it, um, but no. I mean, I, the, the nice thing about little, them is, is there's one for everybody. And Mike liked the moon, and he also liked Neptune. So, uh, that, but that's like, yeah, um, yeah. But the the one downside, though, with with the especially the really wild colored ones, uh, is okay. I gotta say the Velcro watch straps; those are probably actually fairly garbage to wear. Right. So. So I kind of like them because it, they use. I'm sure it's not of the quality that the Velcro strap that they sold with the Alaska project. Right. You know that came yeah. that came on a white. You could get a white Velcro strap. Well, and even on the, the new Alaska, ones that on have the, the NASA project. branding for this Speedmaster that they came out with, like, are they look similar? But I'm sure they're probably not quite the same. Right. Yeah. And and I I get what they're getting at there, but for day to day, like. I would probably want to put it on something different. And if you've got a really far out colored case, uh, it's going to be a lot tougher to yeah. find a- another. 
what about this? Like if Swatch and wanted to make some additional money, they release uh, the what is it? Bioceramic is that what they call it? Bioceramic. Oh, they yes. do bracelets and bioceramic yes. matching them. Sold, yes. sold separately. I would buy one. Sold separately, like where you know, there's not a package. I would deal. buy one. Exactly. Plus, exactly. Plus. They they would beat uh, Rolex to the punch as far as being able to sell uh, bracelets and uh, watch heads on separate SKUs, which is my yeah. I I, I am bracelet pilled, right? I, I understand that that's the long con yes. that Rolex yes. is doing. They're going to uh, break break it out, and you'll have to be on two separate waiting lists. If we see that in Swatch before years in, we know where they got the idea. Exactly, like that. Yeah. Buzzy. So watch number two. Okay, what's behind door number two? A flex piece. Just stunting on everyone. I have only gotten to handle a, not a one with a non-functional movement, but the, the PPX Caliber 400 blue dial. That's another reason why it should be the guilt for the Black Bay 58. Then you got both. Yeah. So uh, 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 Spence and I have unintentionally gone down similar paths. Mine, mine is not. I don't own all of these yeah, watches, yeah. but I can definitely yeah. see my yeah. collection looking yeah. like this at some point. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I I really like it. Um, it is. Yeah, you've got you've got the. Titanium, just the the bracelet uh, in and of itself is is, is so much fun. Um, with when we had the the big uh, PPX in for review, the more you were around it, the more I appreciated the um, the smaller touches, like like the the bezel, the the, the kind of angled lines on the bezel that, that looked like a, a turbine. Same thing with with the case back, uh, and the the way that that bezel slightly set into the lugs. And I mean, th- those are all on the Pro Pilot line, right? So that's one. Those are styling cues that pull that entire line together stylistically. Um, so to me, this is a fun um, flex piece uh, with, with it being titanium right i mean that you're not necessarily going to wear that all the time you can let that black that used black bay soak up the scratches of daily life right but when you want that change of pace when you want something something fun to to show off i i I think that's a great piece uh that one being new and kind of uh, a little bit uh, back ordered maybe uh, has to be the full you know 4300 uh, list price that that one's got to be coming in new um, but to, to me you've that's that's the the great one-two punch there right you, you've got uh, practical workhorse and then kind of kind of flex piece that one was actually on my short list of uh, watches and I couldn't really make it work with the budget uh, with the Grand Seiko, so but that peach style, the, like the yeah, peach style, like I don't know what color you want to call it. Yes. I don't know that it's salmon. salmon. It's, it's a salmon. Peachy okay, that's a little. You yeah. can call it whatever you want. It's a good looking color. Peachy salmon, whatever you want to call it. So, if Oris wants to send me one to review, uh, happy to do that for him. I will post some pictures. I mean, I'm not even asking for a free trip, <laughs> free trip to Bail or an Alps and Meter sweater. I just want to review some watches, guys. Come on, send them on over. Uh, so. Uh, 
Yeah, uh, I, that's. A I love one. that watch. The only thing that I think all of us disagree on at this point is dial color, and like, let's be real, they're all attractive. They're just each one in different variations fits in whatever our our style would be for that watch. Because I have I have a a, a love affair right. with the gray dial and the and the black hands and and Mark. I, I love that watch. So uh, I think it's only a matter of time. It is striking, and and I I would love to. I, I think it's worth. It would be worth checking all of those out side by side. Um, I I think the blue one is the one for me, but but there there are times when I'm feeling particularly rakish that that the uh, peach salmon whatever the heck it's called kind of kind of sings a little siren song. Is titanium having a renaissance? Like the Grand Seiko, I picked titanium. This is titanium. I feel like I'm seeing more titanium. Mm-hmm. I've seen micro brands going titanium. It's interesting so, because the very first yeah. watch that I bought for myself with money that I had saved up in eighth grade was a titanium citizen with like that, that darker gray finish. Uh, it had, it had two tone. It had obviously some like mm-hmm. fake gold on it. And honestly it was because it reminded me of my grandfather's Seiko kinetic that he still wears. Um, just it, that was that was a look that I liked that darker gray, but but the interesting thing about titanium now is the way it's being finished isn't it doesn't necessarily give it away that it's titanium. So um, which is which is cool, yeah, but yeah. like that, I, I I think when when I eventually pick up the uh, the new PPX and and hand it to my grandfather to to, to like whenever I hand him one, like, he, he always picks it. He's like, this is so heavy, and I'm like, it's because it's steel, and you've been wearing a titanium watch for the last twenty five years. Like it, like that's why. <laughs> Um, but you know, and, and he's right. Titanium's lighter and it's more comfortable to wear and quartz is the latest and he's not wrong on either of those things. So, and I know he's listening to this episode at some point. So, so hey, but not but to straight oh. the caliber 400 is even later than quartz. Is it? So bing, it is. It, that's fair. It's a newer movement. It's, fair. it's newer development. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not to stray too far off course boys, but, uh, this Parker's Heritage. If you can get a bottle, I saw you bottle, pour another. I'm, I'm going to be in. I'm going to be in rough shape by the time this call's over. <laughs> All right, so I guess that leaves me up for number two. Yeah, and um, I'm going to leave the wild card for the la- for last because I'm, 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 people probably aren't going to get the last one, um, and I'm going to get out of the way of us having some crossover because obviously McD picked a speedy. He picked a vintage one. Um, I like. I like more of the modern stuff, especially if it has the right vintage cues, but um, he and I are going to agree and also disagree on the next pick. He ended up going with the SPB 213. I'm going to go actually with the watch that we both own, which is the SPB 149. If you can still pick it up new, if not, I don't think they're really trading at a premium, but I'm willing to take, I think full retail on these was 1350, 1250, somewhere in there. It came with a bracelet and a rubber strap. I really like the watch. Like, no collection would be complete, I think, without some sort of a dive watch for water resistance, for daily wear, for just robustness. And honestly, it's one of those watches that I put on, whether it's on the bracelet, I put it on a Tropic, I put it on, the, on a NATO, I put it on that. Like, that's a watch that I wear and I'm just like, I could, like, just like I said with the Speedy, I could wear this watch every day and be completely happy. It hugs the wrist, it's right around 40 millimeters. The bezel is metal, and I've had it for almost two years, and there's not a scratch on it. The dia shield, like as as corny as that sounds, 
works. Like it, it's in great shape. The, the, the just, it's, it's a classic look. The 62 Moss is a fantastic, you know, design from Seiko. Like you look at it, it's like, that's a skin diver. And I, I know there are a lot of skin divers that look like that, but like, a Seiko Diver is a classic watch. Like, there's a reason that a lot of people love Seiko Divers at any different price point. And to me, even having worn and borrowed our buddy JP or John Parker's um, Marine Master that he lent me for a couple of weeks, I love the Marine Master. I love that big, chunky, monoblock case. But then I put the SPB 149 on a bracelet and I put it on, I was like, uh, like I would like if I had both of these, I would wear the SPB six out of seven days. Like as good as the Marine Master is, and as better finished as it is, the one four nine just wears better. And you can pick any other color. Like the nice thing about that that SPB line is, there's one for everybody. There's a bunch of different colors. Like I happen to like the blue and gold for various for obvious reasons. Um, that's the one that I bought. I think that is the most attractive. Um, but there's a bunch of different colors, and they're all roughly the same price, give or take. So to me, like that, like throw a Seiko diver on. Anything you're gonna do in it, it's up to the task. And I think like everybody needs that watch. And as much as I think the Speedy is a very robust tool watch, you can wear it in the pool, but I wouldn't push it. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> I. When when you hinted that there was crossover with with Maddie McD, I I knew that was the SPB. Yeah, I knew it. Oh, you I didn't think it. it was the Sin Diapol? I mean, that's a great watch, but like that is not my style. <laughs> it's a great watch. That's not it's not one of the ones that I'm going to go to go to. Yeah, the, those SPBs are fantastic. The, yeah, they're hard to they're hard to beat for the money. They, uh, they yeah they're. No, I it's appreciate it. I, it, it. So many people have them, but like they're they're just they're they're just good. You don't have to like you can you can wear them in the ocean and then shower in them and not have a problem. And I don't know that you can say that for a Rolex Explorer too. <laughs> it's been a while. What what I love about what I love about your pick, Spence, is that they're, you're being so creative. Yeah, you're really, yeah. you know, you're really yeah. like stretching and like. You know, oh, yeah. picking new stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not, not things like, I've already like. Hey, I put my money where my mouth is on these. Like, I, I own yeah, these. That, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I could buy all these. I'm picking. And be like, God, this sucks. I hate this. <laughs> that was a really bad choice. I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> so, <laughs> milk was a bad choice. Yeah, milk was a bad choice. All right, we each have one. Yeah. <laughs> glass case of emotion. <laughs> Uh, all right, we've each got a pick left. Let's see where this goes. Oh. So just to recap, all right. on, you're at a you're at a all right. a Seiko so, Winter from the original seasons collection and a Moon Swatch. Yeah. Yeah. So two sixty and so I am at six thousand eight hundred and sixty dollars. Right. Oh yeah. You ready for this? Now listen, before I drop this, I just want to say I'm buying all of these watches in New Hampshire, we, so there's no sales, sales tax, tax. Doesn't and I stay yeah. under my ten thousand dollar price limit. We, yeah. Okay. Sales tax doesn't okay. exist. So here it is. Long jeans, Spirit Zulu time. The new oh, the one that's too big for you. GMT. Ah. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Like I, I, like my buddy posted that one. He bought it, and I was like, "You gotta be kidding me!" God, that looks good. That looks so good. Uh, it's uh, if I can wear a speed. 
You know, actually, come to think of it, like the the moon swatch is well, too but it's, it's asymmetric and it's, it really wears like a forty. And yeah, I don't disagree with yeah, you. Yeah, like, yeah. You have bigger wrists than me and Buzz, and you're saying, "Oh, it's forty two. I'll never be able." to bullshit. <laughs> yeah, like, people make fun of me. I've trended. I've started to trend smaller. I've gone to this like my my first nice watch was forty five and a half millimeters. It was an Omega Planet Ocean. Uh, I said well, no, Omega. So I that that watch Omega. actually was an Omega. I'm sorry. Uh, there's a it, it, it was pre 2000. Yeah. Okay, that was not really, it was a, okay. It was pre Craig. It was before Dan. Okay. It was uh, it was before Craig, not after Dan. So, there we go. That's okay. how we work it. Okay, so this yeah, exactly. is like a BC before that moment. Exactly. Casino Royale, which is somehow yeah, okay. 16 years old. After Dan, before yeah. Craig, after uh, so mm. B, after Dan. Okay, so it's only slightly blast. Only a little. So. Just, <laughs> so if that's the what I can't imagine that's going to be the thing that's like, <laughs> of all the things I've done. Like, if that's the one that puts me over with God, that's the one. Be, really, that's it. Yeah, that's the one that did me in. I, yeah, that's. Yeah. Have you seen what I did? Were you watching? I, yeah, I I, 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 I too am banking on timely extreme unction. Yeah. yeah. I have talked about the package of a stuffed bear, and like you're going to get me on joking around about like. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, that one's three thousand fifty dollars uh, on bracelet. What does that bring your total to? And I'm I'm glad I could make everybody chuckle. But so sixty six hundred. So that's thirty six fifty plus or ni- sorry, that's ninety six fifty plus two sixty. So uh, ninety nine ten. I got enough money for a couple of NATO straps for that. I mean, you <laughs> might be the closest clutch. without going over. Right. Like, <laughs> And, and I think I think all three have the same uh, the same. Uh, oh, they might lug with bracelet lug with. Yeah, thank you, lug with. Yeah, so I mean, I, I could like buy a bunch of Nados and just have the Longines sw- would be the only one I would question. Would have an I'm pretty sure the Grand Seiko is twenty, and I know the Moon Swatch is twenty. Well, the Grand Seiko was probably no. 19, but it would be 20 millimeter. Be, if anything, no? it would be 21, okay. but I think it's 20. Okay. The one that would be the one that I would okay. question would be the 42 millimeter, too big for Ryan Longines that I would think would might be 22, but I don't know. Anyway, that's yeah. a, no, it's a gorgeous watch. I would love to see one of those in person. Um, I haven't yet, but they carry Longines at Jared. That, that green. Yeah, the green. Yeah, that green bezel on it looks so good. Is the bezel ceramic? Do we know? Like, I'm uh, sure. Not. I don't know if it's ceramic or not. My head. But if it's not, I wonder if it's sapphire and loomed. That would be. Uh, it looks. Yeah. I mean, it looks really good. It's shiny, so I'm sure it's. It, it's gorgeous. They long jeans like these. These reissues and these like heritage pieces they're doing are that entire line is just so good. Yeah, like everything they every year they bring out one or two that are just yeah. They're so anyway, that their dual crown diver just I, I love that thing. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. They it's so funny because I feel like long jeans kind of get short shrift like with, with collectors and why? they do advertise a they whole do. heck of a lot right for for not being so, one of the the big boys if you will. So it's just it's kind of an interesting disconnect. Of that, so they have that. No, go ahead. S- sorry, 
they, they have that spi- the spirit titanium. So they did they did a forty two millimeter. It's not a GMT. It's but uh, it's a pilot's watch forty two millimeters in titanium. They got a lot. Like their their spirit the the yeah. uh, one that's thirty eight millimeters that Bro likes quite a bit. Like it almost they have Explorer esque very very nice with the five star. Like they've got a lot of things that are very good. And interestingly enough, Buzzy, you're talking about their advertising. Uh, the place that uh, Rachel and I met some friends and took the kids over the weekend. If you're in the, if you're anywhere near Lexington, Kentucky, in either April or October, Keeneland Spring Meet Fall Meet on Sunday. Sunday is the key here. It was very crowded. It's the that's the well, family there day. Is one family day where if you show up anywhere near a child, they let you in for free, which is amazing. Um, but two, it. Um, just any other Sunday is just way more low key than Saturday. And, um, this was the first time I've been to Keeneland where it was actually like super crowded on a Sunday. Um, just, just the atmosphere there is, it's just, it's so much different than, and like than Churchill Downs and a lot of other places. And it, it's a great way to watch a rate, like a bunch of horse races. The kids love it. I mean, the, the, everything's very accessible. You walk right up. Like it just, honestly, if you can go on a day and this is going to sound really strange, if you can go on a day where it's raining as well and the crowds are even slightly lower because everything's covered, all you need to do is make it from your car in and they let you bring in an umbrella and strollers and all kinds of crap. It's like, just, just go, you'll have a blast. Admission is like really inexpensive. Just go. You'll thank me later. You don't have to bet on the horses like we you can and you can bet as low as like a dollar or two on on stuff which is what i like it it it, it, it's it's fun to have your kids yell for certain numbers so it's fun like one of the one of the one of the races i bet on all the odds it's like hey let's go odds like that's just that there were seven horses i bet on one three five and seven let's just (laughs) let's just do it so (laughs) so here's a tip if you're ever going down to keeneland on your way home Going through Georgetown, Kentucky, stop at local feed. Ooh. It's a farm-to-table restaurant hmm. in Georgetown. I had a client site there a few years ago, and I went to local feed. Like I'd go for like three days at a time, and I'd go there oh, yeah. for dinner two nights every time. I'd be like, I'm gonna blow my per diem like at local feed every night. Uh, their bar is amazing. Uh, I mean, I haven't been since pre-pandemic, but it's still open. Uh, and uh, yeah, so if it, if you don't have the kids with you and you you know you're coming back from Keeneland, that might uh, be a way to do it. Um, but yeah, no, any listener who can I, get to Keeneland, get to Keeneland. I, it's a blast. I am glad that you you clarified there because when you said local feed, I was thinking it was a, a, a feed store. We, we've got a great one back home. You know, if you need any like obviously animal feeds, but. Uh, fertilizers, lawnmower parts, right? It's got all of the stuff that uh, is really fun. Um, but but so, it would have been an odd thing to recommend on, on the Watch Podcast. So right? the thing that's great about this, their menu's always changing. It's all local, but they use like every, they'll buy like a cow and they're cooking every cut of meat on that cow. So you can get like a really odd cut of meat that you've never had before. But I've never had anything bad there. They, uh, they do like a, they do a, um, like a cast iron, uh, a cast iron uh, cornbread that is. I'm sure they still do it. I'm guessing. I don't know. Again, it's been a couple of years. Yep, it's on their <laughs> website. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, it, even if you're not going to Keeneland, yeah. it's like an hour from you. Uh, it's it's worth the trip uh, if you want to just like a nice date night or something. Uh, really good, really good bar. Uh, staff is 
friendly, or nice. they were when I was there. No, that is that. I will take that recommendation because yeah. we we, uh, we we don't end up in Lexington a ton, but it's a good reason. It's a good little trip, and it's easy to go to. And the other thing too is if you're on your way to any of the distilleries, you can make your way through Georgetown as well. So yeah, uh, doesn't have to just be horse racing. Yeah, and they've got a they, mm-hmm. they have a great bar. Nice, so like a really well stocked bar. So uh, yeah, so. Yeah, all you Cincinnati boys, if you're ever heading down into Kentucky, it's a good place to stop. All right, Buzzy. Last pick. Okay. You know what? We are cresting the hour mark. I put that right right on the hour on the dot. And uh, I feel like it's gone kind of quickly. I would say that it's been a speedy time. Uh, I to To bring us home... I am adding more dials, way more hands. This is the more one with all hands, the stuff. Way more hands. It's got all the it's stuff. It's got all the stuff, boys. The Omega. Yep, it's, it's an Omega. Omega. <laughs> Definitely an Omega. Speedmaster. The triple calendar. Okay. So I'm saying like a ref uh, 3520, right? Because there are essentially there are two main generations of those. The later one is uh, a little bit larger case taller and it is chronometer great it's got a, the better clasp right so this is the earlier one um like i think it's like a 39 so i think all all of my watches are under 40 <laughs> millimeter diameter uh it, it's slightly uh less thick it's got the the weird kind of hidden clasp with like the the slide so the reviews that I have watched on YouTube, and I, I normally I'm such like an internet 1.0 guy. I don't I don't go for video at all because like I I, I remember when you got like 20 hours of dial up time uh, for your internet, right? Um, people say that it's actually one. It's a when you figure out how to easily put it on that it it's not at all uh, an impedent. Right? It's it's actually fairly comfortable. Um, yeah, I for some reason recently, uh, the past uh, maybe month or so, I've just become enamored with with these weird versions of of Speedmasters. It, yeah, it's got. You want to know your day? You want to know, know your date? What What about a month? You can know all of those things at a glance. Doesn't this one also have a twenty four hour timer as well? Twenty four hour indication as well? Oh. It does. It does. If you can't tell by looking outside what 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 part of the twelve hours you're you're in, whether you're in the AM or the PM, uh, yeah, you can just look at your watch. It it's uh, it's the exact opposite the of uh, like the, the Black Bay Fifty Eight, right? The time only, uh, simple boy, right? It's got all of this extraneous uh, stuff on it, but uh, it rounds out i've got three watches from three really great brands um it's and you can use right i I, just use ebay use that that beautiful beautiful international trade where we send our dollars to japan and they send us like inexpensive fairly cherry like uh watch it oddball watches right you can do that with the akani you can do that with with these uh 
Speedmaster triple calendars. So Japan is where I got my Speedmaster. Nice. They have a ton of Speedmasters. Omega apparently is incredibly popular in Japan, and from what I understand, uh, like culturally, they don't like like used things. So like the market is flooded with like secondhand Omegas because they don't want this old stuff. They want new stuff. So like th- th- you could find so many. Like, just random Speedmasters in Japan. Just flooded with them. Yeah. All right, so I'm bringing it home. Bring so it home. I would be remiss if I didn't have a watch that you could dress up a little bit. Now, Speedy looks good on leather, but that's really not my style. The Seiko's a dive watch. But there's a watch that makes a lot of sense that I own. And I don't know that I would necessarily go for the model that I own in this collection, but you could, especially now that they have it on a bracelet that I'm working on acquiring. I'm going to go with the Oris Big Crown Pointer Date. Now, there are any number of variations of this that would work. And, you know, it looks great on a leather strap. It looks good. looks better than I was expecting on a NATO, since that's the Fratell Oris that I have works phenomenally well on the gray NATO that they shipped it on. I don't think I would go bronze, although you could. If, if you were in a situation where you wanted something that looked, had a gold tone, you could, you could go that direction. The one that I think I would actually go for would be, and I can't remember this combination exists, but if it does, I would go with the blue dial with the bicolor, meaning it has a brown, or sorry, not a brown, a bronze bezel with the stainless steel bracelet because I like bracelets that that five link bracelet they have works really well on that watch that watch also works really good on a leather strap you can dress it up it has the the coin edge bezel it just it's one of those watches that could be a very classic everyday wear in an office setting with a suit you can dress it down with jeans and a t-shirt like it's 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 a watch that works in a lot of settings but to me, that's the one I don't. I'm not really a dress watch guy, and this is an old school kind of aviation watch from like that's just the original design from the 30s. It was a quote unquote pilot's watch, even though that's not what we think of as a pilot's watch these days because it's not a Flieger. But to me, that's the watch that rounds out this collection and ties it all together and makes it all work. For if I had to live with these three watches, I could I could wear all of these in whatever setting I'm going to be in. But I think it is. I think it's the blue dial with the bronze bezel on a stainless steel bracelet. And I think at 2300 give or take, that brings me well in under budget. Absolutely no problem. That's a nice choice. We, we had a, uh, a big party at work for opening day, and you could wear baseball jerseys and, and stuff like that. I saw someone wearing a Roberto nice. Clemente, uh, a throwback Pirates jersey. I had to, like, fight, like, my internal, like, I wanted to be like, did you know that Oris has a special edition watch with Roberto Clemente? <laughs> I held back because I didn't want to seem Our like Our voice was one. Has. Well, didn't want to confirm that I'm a total spaz, but it's. I mean that. I, I would also be kind of remiss to not have an Oris in the collection. And to me, the Big Crown Pointer Date was the first Oris that I acquired. Um, I, it's clearly not the last since I bought the Aquas. But like, I, I just to me that watch. It's like you see that 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 watch in any any number of settings. It's like that works. It works in. It's just a great watch. 
Hey man, they give me a free trip to Vail. I'll have an Oris in my collection too. I'll be always. Uh, there will always what, be an what Oris in my like, watchbox. What I will say is, Just I bought that, that watch pre any of this. That and actually the funny thing, I know the funny no, thing no, about I, that is though, like the way that the the one that I acquired the bronze Fratello Oris, um, just. I ended up taking that watch. I had a we had a, a Diver sixty five in for review as well that I took, and I ended up wearing the Fratello Oris more just because it was like I'm on this awesome trip with one of my watches. Like I'm I'm one of those sentimental people. I like to make memories with the watches. And it's like I, yeah. I I was shocked that I was there too. So like I was like, hey, we're we we got invited to go, and then it, it all worked out that I got to be the one to go this time. Like I, I gotta like. I gotta wear something that that is gonna like trigger. So I, I skied in that watch on a leather strap, which is not something I would normally do. And by skied, I mean snowboard. But yes, because <laughs> because I'm cooler than everybody else except Rolf, who was a badass skier. <laughs> I did not snowboard anywhere near where he was skiing because it's been years since I snowboarded. <laughs> do you? But how? Uh, how how good are you at skiing? I mean, are you like? You know, so or what I would say, oh, and the you? thing that's key to remember about snowboarding out west is, um, if you stay on the greens, there are these things called catwalks, which are very flat. And on skis with poles, that is way less of a problem than on a Pud, snowboard with no poles and no downslope. Um, you kind of need. So I I did one mm-hmm. of those, and I was like, you know something, I'm gonna stick to the blues, not the black diamonds by any means, but I'm gonna stick to things that are constantly moving downhill, so I don't have to either try to jump my way down or skateboard, then sit down, restrap in, and it's just like I'm just I'm done with this. Like I'm gonna just keep going downhill. It's just easier. <laughs> Gravity helps. <laughs> so I I fell like three times, which I haven't snowboarded in four years, four and a half years, like. I was fine. I uh, I tried to snowboard once in Truckee, California, and first run, I jacked up my knee. I mean, I felt it pop. Mm. I was with, like, two coworkers, and I was like, I'm going to yeah. go to the lodge, boys. I'll see you when you're done. Like, I sat there for – I mean, my knee was my knee was the size I, of a volleyball. I will say that the, way um, the, the funny thing is, like, I, I know a lot of people that have – retired from skiing to snowboard specifically because they racked their knees up mm-hmm. too much skiing and at least okay. having both of your legs on the same piece of something prevents mm-hmm. too well, bad um yeah well it it doesn't help that i have like also zero going back to our our previous guy. sponsor buzz got 20 percent off at manscaped also very hard to hurt Ding. that area of yourself as a male with a board that is strapped between your feet just saying. Like, I'm not one for the terrain park, but if I was, and I was going to be trying to do any of this, like, the slope-style stuff, way safer to do that on a snowboard yeah. than on skis. Okay. And interestingly, on that trip, I got to meet uh, Cat Shoulders from 10 and 2. And she said that in her former life as a physical therapist, she saw way more people for skiing than she did snowboarders, which she thought was interesting. Which she oh, thought was time. interesting. All right. Are the cats? Are the cats still doing their Sometimes. podcast? I don't feel like there's been an episode in a. a okay, okay. So, but yeah, she said that in her former mm-hmm. life, she saw way more skiers than she did snowboarders, and I was like, I, I get it. Yeah, what what I my experience has been ich laufe sehr gern, and um, <laughs> he's going to German. Like okay, yeah. 
<laughs> well, bonjour. Yeah. <laughs> so, what, what my experience has been is it's easier to get like somewhat serviceably decent at skiing, but it's way harder to get really, mm-hmm. really good at skiing. So, like, it's it's quicker to get serviceable going down like a blue slope. With with, uh, yeah. with skis versus with uh, snowboards, um, but once you're decent, it, it's a lot easier to do a black diamond because you can side slip like really hairy parts, whereas you have not you don't have that option with uh, with skis. You just have to you know point them downhill, jump over something, yeah, pray. And then just try to <laughs> turn them sideways. Well, and, and that's that's what again, that's what right? I talked about with uh, oddly enough with uh, with Alex Alexander Chini. She was saying that she she knows the one turn because the one turn on a snowboard is very similar to the surf turn, but the rest of it isn't. Um, but when I grew up learning in South Michigan, because I'm from Northern Indiana where it's flat. Um, and they dug a hole in Michigan so that you could go skiing at Swiss Valley. There's a reason it's called Valley, not Mountain, because um, it goes down, not up. Um, I fell so many times the first time I went down, like like 30 to 40 times. Second time, probably fell 20 times. The third time I went, that same winter that I got my snowboard, I fell three times. But I can still remember each fall because they hurt. Like, face planting... All the way down the hill, when you catch a front edge, is a thing. Um, it's yes. not a thing on skis nearly as much. <laughs> it, yeah, it see, like I, it's so funny like, when someone like they they're going and just maybe they're not paying attention oh, and they catch an edge and just smash their itch. face. Like, <laughs> it's obviously it's not funny that much when people get hurt, but like it's 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 absurd. I guess is a more yeah. accurate way to describe it. I feel like I like the lifestyle of skiing. I don't like skiing. Like, it's like, oh, apres ski is great. Alps and meter sweaters that look dope. Sit by the fire, drink some, uh, drink some beer afterwards, have a good time. Yeah, it's the, like, it's yeah, it's the sliding down a sheet of ice. Meh. Like you know, you're around like really affluent people. Like you get to like pretend like you're rich. Like I, I used to love going to Vail and acting like I. Was a few step, a few, a few pegs above my uh, status. Hey, they knew you at Betteridge, man. They knew you at Betteridge. Bale's so I don't know <laughs> no, they do. No, he. Yeah, I've I've spent enough money for him to know my name, just not enough money for him to sell me a damn Rolex. <laughs> Betteridge, where's my phone call? Yeah, it's. Uh, it's I guess it's yeah, watches of Switzerland it is. now. Unfortunately, like they've go- he's just ghosted me. He's like, quit asking me about this goddamn Rolex. Like, he, like he doesn't hey, even come reply to Cincinnati. They just put one in our mall. I uh, put so- a watches especially in our mall. Yeah. But, oh, I can. Oh, great! I can get re- I can get rejected yeah. for a watch and in you can Cincinnati. Pick city, and they like, can tell you they will not like, tell you one. I. Yeah, yeah. I've. I mean, I'm kind of over it. I, uh, <laughs> like I. It, that said, if one of them called me and was like, "Hey, we got something," I'd be okay. I'll take it. But okay, I mean, sure. beyond that, I'm over it. I'm not chasing it anymore. I'm not sending any more emails. I'm not expressing any more interest. Uh, I feel like the economy's and uh, we're we're headed towards a, uh, a a contraction at least, maybe. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll see what we'll see what those Rolex sales associates are. Uh, we'll see how fucking smug <laughs> they are. that box. We'll see how smug <laughs> they are. <laughs> yeah, sorry, boys. <laughs> we'll see. 
It was, it was. a family this podcast. We, need, we, we made we it an hour and 15 minutes. Buzzer. I didn't make you. it an hour and 16. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I, uh, I, I told you it was going to get bad. I needed to lay off these. I'm sorry. Oh, man. Uh, oh, <laughs> forgive me. We're, we're all good. I'm, so, I'm sorry, a, guys. Uh, um, I'll get a terse uh, text message from somebody, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just joking. I don't know. Who will it be from? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. If that's the worst thing they heard today, yeah, uh, they had a pretty good day. I think the. Uh, but I need to update my uh, my uh, Instagram bio now because now I'm the they, three times <laughs> self-professed most popular guest Very nice. of the Whiskey and Watches podcast. Like I won't do it until midnight. Like once the episode drops, I'm updating. My Make sure Instagram. when you update it, you post and you tag Brian. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I will. I'll be like, hey, Brian. Uh, uh, one of us was on uh, the Whiskey and Watches podcast for the third time. The other one is you. So yeah, <laughs> that'll be that'll be fun. But no, I, I uh, just to recap. So yeah. so Ryan, Grand Seiko Winter Titanium Moon Swatch Longines Legend. That's too big for you. The new GMT in green. Yeah, mm-hmm. got it. Yes, that's that's yep, it. Yeah, like seven you're, and a half you're, you're, Yeah, you're much larger wrist than mine. That can't sport a forty-two size. millimeter. And you have two two of them in your collection, by the way. Let's just remind you of that. Um, two forty-two millimeter watches. Two even though we agree the Speedmaster, the Moon Swat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, in my yeah, in my lineup tonight. Uh, so, yeah, and yeah, Buzzy okay. obviously there. the Black Bay fifty-eight, the Oris PPX, the new version, and then it was the why am I blanking? Triple calendar. Triple calendar. The one with all the things. Speedy. <laughs> all the stuff. All, all the stuff. Throw it all on. All the stuff, boys. It's got all, all the, the stuff. Things. It's got all the things. <laughs> it has a design philosophy, and that philosophy yes. is more is more. Yes. <laughs> and then I have the watch I'm wearing, which is the 3861 Hesolate, the SPB 149, which I own, and then some version on a bracelet of the um, Oris Big Crown Pointer Date. Most likely... The bronze, uh, or the bronze top ring with the stainless steel, um, just because that's a, a better everyday wear. But yeah, those are those are three really solid collections. Good, without a doubt. And uh, Ryan, uh, much appreciated that you uh, were able to join us on such short notice and 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 throw together a really solid collection. Uh, I don't know how long you thought about that, but uh, yeah. We might have lost Ryan on the microphone. I can't hear him. Where'd he go? He's coming. He's working on it. Oh, no. He can hear us. We made it this far. He's saying something very insightful. Yes, he is. My guess is his headphones died, which means his microphone died. Yeah. Well... Either way, he, he, he picked he picked yeah. a great collection, and uh, it's you know Absolutely. something just based on that expression we would have had to check the box again, so that's good. <laughs> so, <laughs> he's laughing. So Ryan, uh, even though he can't say say bye to everybody, um, it was great having him on again. It was a fun episode. Um, yeah, Ryan says because I'm really good at spending money, even if even if it's not in the bank account right now. Um, so it's a it's a ton of fun. Um, <laughs> we'll see what, uh, what what Bro and Schmidt come up with, and it was fun to have uh, another uh, another another evening uh, spent with uh, our buddy Ryan. I feel like Bryant would like to come and send his rebuttal to uh, to Ryan here at some point, but uh, we will get there when we get there. Uh, well, and until next time, thanks everybody for joining us, and uh, we'll see you later. See ya.